بسم اللہ الرحمن الرحیم محمود صلی اللہ رسول الکریم اما بات الحمد للہ چنائی از دا سکسٹینتھ آف جانوری ان دا ایئر ٹو تھاؤزنڈ اینڈ ٹوینٹی فور اینڈ الحمد with regards to the journey of the soul after death. And I've reached the point where I've mentioned that the soul of both the believer and the unbeliever has returned to the grave. So let's now turn to the believer's trial in the grave. A true believer would reveal his strong iman and firmness upon the deen by instinctively trying to perform salah in the presence of the interrogating angels. Sayyidina Jabir radiyallahu, he relates that our beloved messenger said, when a dead person is entered into his grave, he is made to imagine that the sun is setting. Thus he sits up, rubbing his eyes, and says, Let me pray. Mm-hmm. This is recorded in Ibn Majah, Ibn Hiban, and Shaykh Al-Bani authenticated it in Hidayatul Ruwah, number 134. So imagine, you've been on this amazing journey, the soul into the heavens, you've come back respectfully, you've gone through the squeezing of the grave, and even after all that, you're still concerned about Salah. The hadith says, you are made to imagine, meaning you don't actually see the sun setting, but it appears like this. And then the report says, you rub your eyes, which is interesting, you sit up, and you say to the angels, let me pray. In other words, I know that you have to question me, but let me pray. So now obviously this proves that this is barzakh. Why? Because if the earth is put over you, how are you going to sit up? So the fact that the Prophet said you sit up shows that you don't start using physics here. Because the person is unable to sit up, obviously, if there's earth poured over his body. This happens after the angels, alayhi salatu wasalam, are repulsed, kept at a distance by the various good deeds of the believer, which I will mention. The munkir and nakir, the interrogating angels, alayhi salatu wasalam, our beloved messenger said about them, they appear before him two angels both having black faces and blue eyes one is called Munkar and the other is called Nakir this is recorded in Ibn Abi Hatim and it's a Sayyid report so these angels what's interesting they don't change their image for the believer So logically you'd think for the believer they would come in a good image and for the unbeliever in a frightening image. But that's not the case. Munkir and Nakir the interrogating angels, they come in the same image and it's frightening. In this Sayyid Hadith it mentions they've got black faces and blue eyes. Other reports and other details. So in one report in Tirmidhi Authentic, The Prophet ﷺ, he mentioned that they are bluish-black in, 
in color, blackish blue. So their color is also strange. Another report in Imam Ahmad's Musnad mentions that the Prophet وسلم, he said that their voice is like their voice is like thunder. So when they speak, their speech isn't normal. They don't speak like I'm speaking to you. Imagine thunder speaking to you. How frightening is that? Another report authentic mentions that their eyes are like brilliant stars. So again, dude, if you describe eyes, would you ever say they look like stars? What sort of a description is this? But their eyes are strange. And don't forget to hear, their eyes are blue. So their eyes are like blue stars. Another report says in Targhib that they have hair, but they actually walk on their hair. So the hair is so long, it touches the ground, and they actually come towards you on their hair. Another report mentions that their teeth, they have huge teeth. And as they're approaching you, their teeth are burrowing the ground. So now think about that. These few things that I've mentioned, can you really picture it? So when you say two angels, don't get this impression, you know, white clothes, beautiful image, you know, nothing of the, nothing of the sort. They are the ones who are going to interrogate you. And even in that scenario, if you have been firm in your deed, you will say, let me pray. This shows that if you look after your prayer, Allah will give you strength. People say, where's the proof that the Sadat helps you in the grave? And there you go. Even with those petrifying angels coming towards you, you're still, you've still got your bearings. In another report, adding details, in Abu Dawood Ahmad and Udas, Shaykh al-Bani Rahmatullah stated Sahih in Ahkam al-Jana'is, page 198 to 202. Sayyidina Al-Bara ibn Azib, radiyallahu, in a list that our beloved Messenger said, sallallahu alayhi wa two angels, alayhi salatu wa salam, of severe reprimand come to the believer and they address him abruptly. To stop in the report. So the Prophet explained, this is a believer. They come with severe, in other words, they're very angry, severe reprimand. And they don't give you a chance to be comfortable. They, they just get on with what they've been told to do. They make him sit up. And they ask him. And don't forget their voice is thunder. Man Rabbuk. Who is your Lord? Subhanahu wa ta'ala. The believer replies, Rabbi Allah. My Lord is Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala. They ask him a second question. Ma dinuk? What is your religion? The believer replies, Diniyal Islam. My religion is Islam. They ask him a third question. Ma hadal rajulul Who is that man who was sent to you? The believer replies, Who are Rasulullah? He is Rasulullah, the Messenger of Allah, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. They then ask him a fourth question. What deeds have you done? He replies, I 
I read the Quran. I believed in it and I obeyed it. They again ask him abruptly, Who is your Lord? What is your deen? Who is your Prophet? He replies, My Lord is Allah. Subhanahu wa ta'ala, my deen is Islam. My Prophet is Muhammad. Regarding this, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, and the Prophet recited, Surah Ibrahim, alayhi salatu wa salam, Surah 14, verse 27. يُثَبِّتُ اللَّهُ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا بِالْقَوْلِ الثَّابِتِ فِي الْحَيَاةِ الدُّنْيَا وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keeps the believers firm with firm words in this world and in the next. The Prophet then said, and this is the last test to which a believer is subjected. A caller from the heavens thereupon announces, Sadaqa Abdi, my servant has spoken truthfully. <laughs> so let's look at this very briefly. So this is a Sahih Hadith in Abu Dawud. So you're made to sit, you are asked the famous questions. For some reason, God knows why, people only mention three. Why do people miss the fourth question? The fourth question is, Wama Amaluk. Now look at the question they've asked you. What deeds did you do? So there's actually a great secret here. So for instance, if I was to ask any of you, what deeds have you done? How many millions of ways can you answer that? You could say, I serve my parents, uh, I fast, I uh, give charity. What do you say? The Prophet's giving you, you know, something very important here. Your response is this. Out of those millions of deeds, I recite the Quran. What does that tell you about reciting the Quran? You could mention any deed and you mention that. Then you say, I believed in it and I obeyed. I tried to understand and implement it. So look at the majesty of the Quran. That's the deed you remember. Imagine in the moment, your last test, what deed did you do? Tundra's voice, next minute I recited the Quran, I, I tried to understand and I implemented it. They don't stop. They interrogate you again. You respond again. And then the Prophet said, this is the meaning of this verse. Allah Ta'ala is keeping the believer firm with firm words. What's the firm words? He's helping you. In this dunya and in the next, this is the last test. That's when you can finally relax. And what signals the end of the test? It's not a bell. It's not a horn. It's a, it's a voice from the heavens. And what does it say? Sadaqa abdi. My servant has spoken truthfully. In other words, he's passed. So this is the first report. Adding details. In Sayyid Muslim, number 2872, Nasai Tirmidhi ibn Imaj ibn Hiban, Bazar Tabarani Hakim, Shaykh Al-Bani Rahmatullah stated Sayyid in Hidayatul Riwa, number 126 and 135, combined, all authentic. Sayyidina Abu Huraira radiyallahu alayhi wa beloved messenger said, sallallahu alayhi wa two angels, alayhi salatu wa salam, with shades of black and blue color, come to him. One of them is called Munkar, the other Nakir, alayhi salatu wa salam. As for a believer, 
His salat and Quran recitation appears by his head. His fasting appears on his right. His giving zakah appears on his left. His other righteous deeds of sadaqah, dua, walking to salah, and rendering good and benevolence to people appear by his feet. So open the report. These are your gods. So why was the prophet telling you that? He's telling you to get these deeds in. These are your gods in the grave, your security gods. Who guards you from your head? Salah and Quran recital. Not the Quran again. So when you're offering salah, that is a great protection from the punishment of the grave. And the recital of the Quran by your head. What protects you, your security guard and the light? Fasting. Subhanallah. What's your security guard on the left? Zakat. The father, the pillar that you only do, you pay once a year. Look how precious that deed is. An annual deed and it's a guard on the left. What protects you at your feet? These are the optional deeds. Sadaqa. Notice not zakat. Sadaqa at the feet. Dua. Think about that. You're doing dua. He goes, what's one of the blessings of dua? It protects you in the grave. And he goes, but I didn't ask for protection in the grave. You don't need to. Dua in and of itself protects you in the grave. Walking to salah. We just did it now. That protects you in the grave from the feet. Showing goodness and kindness to people. That also protects you at the feet. Then the Prophet said, The two angels approach threateningly from the direction of the head. His salat and Quranic recitation say, Ma kibali madkhal. There is no passage from my direction. So this is very interesting. Which direction do they come from? It seems like they're coming from the back. <laughs> Why is that petrifying? <laughs> Somebody gets you from the back, you're not even ready for it. <laughs> but who's protecting you? <laughs> the gods. <laughs> Salah and the Quran recital says, no passage from my direction. Get back. Mm -hmm. Then they approach from the right. His fasting says, There is no passage from my direction. So what you know, they're like predators. What does a predator do when he's going around his prey? It circles it. Mm -hmm. This is what Munkar and Akid is doing. They're going around you, finding a weakness. Mm -hmm. What happened to your property and munina, right? This is what you're on the earth for. These are your gods. All that is gone. So, they come from the light. No passage. Then they approach from the left. Zakat says, There is no passage from my direction. He is approached from the direction of his feet. But his other deeds of righteousness, charity, dua, walk into prayer, rendering good benevolence to people, say, Maqibali madkhal. There is no passage from my direction. He is then commanded, Ijlis, sit up. So now what's interesting? You haven't even sat up. <laughs> They're coming for you. Right? Sit up. He thus sits up, having no fear or terror. Subhanallah. Why? Because you see the gods. 
Nothing to worry about. He is then made to see the sun setting. He says, let me pray. They respond, you surely will. But first answer our questions. And the report is the same as the previous one. So now you see softness finally. They have actually shown softness. When? When you actually say, let me pray. Finally some softness comes from them. Because you surely will pray. In other words, you can do that. But we've got a few questions we want to ask you. Do they now sound like interrogating angels? They've, they've softened. Another report adds details. In Imam Ahmad's Musnad Bazar, Shaykh Al-Bani Rahmatullah stated, Sahih in As-Sahihah, number 3394, Sayyidina Abu Sayyid Al-Khudri, released that our beloved messenger said, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Ya ayyuhal nas, O mankind, indeed this ummah will be tried in their graves. When a person is buried, and his companions depart from around him. An angel comes to him holding a club. He makes him sit up and asks him, What do you say in regards to this man? If he was a believer, he would say, I bear witness to La ilaha illallah, Muhammadur Rasulullah. The angel would respond, You have spoken the truth. A sahaba thereupon said, Ya Rasulullah, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, anyone who sees an angel, alayhi salatu wa sallam, standing over him with the club in his hand, he's going to get confused. How is he going to answer? Rasulullah recited the same verse, sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Surah 14, verse 27. Yuthabbitu Allahu alladheena amanu bil qawli thabiti fil hayati dunya wa fil akhirah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala keeps the believers firm with firm words in this world and in the next. So let's look at this. Another hadith adding details. Who's this angel holding a club? So is it the recording, um, the interrogating angels or is it another angel? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knows best because you can argue if it was the interrogating angels, why does it only mention one? They should both be holding a club. So you get this impression, this is another angel. And I think about it. Even if there was like a, a very stern man of big built holding a club, you know, you, you think, you know what? This is an angel and he's questioning you. So one of the companions, look how humble they were. If anybody could take the money, it's the Sahaba. You know, we think we're macho, right? Sahaba humbly said, Ya Rasulullah, because if you see an angel holding a club, we're going to get confused. We must say something wrong. And the Prophet said, Allah will help you. You'll keep the believers firm. Another report adding details. In Imam Ahmad in his Musnad ibn Hiban, Shaykh al-Bani rahmatullahi authenticates it in Sahih al tarheem number 3553. Abdullah ibn Amr, he said, when Rasulullah once mentioned the interrogating angels of the grave, Umar radiyallahu asked, Aturaddu alayna aquluna ya Rasulullah. Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Is our reason restored to us, O Messenger of Allah? Do we still have our reasoning? Sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Yes, just like your present state, O Umar. Radiyallahu. Umar radiyallahu thereupon said, 
بفيه الحجر I would then throw a stone into the angel's mouth. <laughs> so Umar radiallahu, you know the Prophet told you about Umar. He goes, he's the firmest in the commands of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He's not even scared of angels. <laughs> you know, shaitan we know famously. <laughs> shaitan takes another path when he sees Umar, Sayyid Bukhari. He wrestled with shaitan. Best out of three, threw him down. Shaitan had, you know, packed his bikes. His kareen was a mile away from him. Now he's asking about this mungar. Imagine you hear this report, you think, I'm just glad to pass. He's saying, will we have our reasoning, meaning, maybe we get so fearful, we don't, we're not thinking straight, Ya Rasulullah, but is that the case? The Prophet said, no, you will have your reasoning. That's all Umar wanted to know, because he knows that once he's got his reasoning, he goes, and this doesn't mean he'll put a stone in their mouth. It's a figure of speech. Mm-hmm. The figure of speech means I'm going to silence them. <laughs> in other words, how dare they question me, right? Because I'm going to silence them with one word. <laughs> that is actually a report. Which adds to this in Dalheem. When they ask Umar, radiyallahu, who is your Lord? So Umar radiyallahu says, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then he rose back. Who is your Lord? So Munkar and Nakir alayhi salatu wasalam. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Then they recover. They say to Umar radiyallahu. What is your religion? So Umar radiyallahu says Islam. Then he rose back. What is your religion? So they say Islam. Third question, who is your Prophet? Umar radiallahu says, Rasulullah. Then he rose, who is your Prophet? Then they report, they answer, and then they leave. And then the, the hadith goes, they do musmus. <laughs> that means that they like they just talking to each other, Munkir and Nakir, and they say to each other, Has he been sent to test us? <laughs> or have we been sent to test him? And the Prophet is smiling. <laughs> so Umar he's given these glad tidings, in other words. But one thing Umar didn't know was that who is he going to be next to when he's being questioned? And he didn't know that. So the Prophet could have told him that. He goes, You've got nothing to worry about. You're next to me, Umar. <laughs> but they don't even spare Umar. So don't come out with peer chatter, so what's he gonna do? Right? So again, note Umar radiallahu, obviously there's you know great people who will deal with them, but respectfully because they're angels, alayhi salatu So now very important. What is now your currency in the grave? Is it pound sterling? Is it the dollar, American dollar? Is it euro? Is it American Express? <laughs> Right? Think about that. Even if you put a suitcase in front of them, they're going to go, oh, in that case, no problem. Straight and so You can't bribe them. Who are you going to bribe them with? And that's why the Prophet said, the hadith is in Bazaar Sayyid Hadith, that the person in the grave, after the interrogation, he says to the deeds, I thought you were the least important. So even though I'm narrating this to you, I'm saying it and you're hearing it, 
we still don't appreciate deeds. We will only truly appreciate our deeds in the grave. Who are the other two that you say didn't benefit me and I thought they'd benefit me more? One is your money and the other is your family. The Prophet said, money straight away leaves you. Soon as the angel of death comes, gone. You're not even washed. You're not even buried. All your money is gone. Your family doesn't go. The family benefits you a bit more. Why? They wash your body. They arrange the funeral. Hopefully they won't cremate you. Right? And then they bury you. After they put the first shovel on, what happens? See you later. To the paper. Now you're left with. And then finally you see the deeds. The only one that hasn't abandoned you. And after they've helped you, you will say to them, I thought you were the least important. Meaning, why did I waste my life? And that's why your deeds, this is what we're here for, to do deeds. But unfortunately, people get so messed up. They don't think about deeds. All they're thinking about is where can I make the next dollar? How's that going to benefit you? Right? So again, note, these are very important things that we should you know, reflect upon. And also, you know, the famous report, in Behaki in Shu'ab al-Iman, and Mishkat, the Prophet وسلم, he said, when a believer, what sorry, when a person is being carried to the grave, the people ask, what has he left? The angels ask, what has he brought? You hear this, you're being carried. When you hear the angels say that, which part of the statement are you interested in? Are you interested in the statement they made about what you left? So imagine you, let's say, you know, you're blessed. You was a billionaire. At that point, when the angels say, the people are asking what is left, are you at all bothered about your billions? Not interested. What has he brought? Meaning for himself. And this is what it all boils down to, i.e. your righteous deeds. But notice the deeds have to be sincere. And notice the Prophet mentioned specific deeds in this hadith which protects you in the grave. So not again, we need to focus upon these deeds, i.e. to make sure that we get the full protection. And you get the impression that if any of those deeds are lacking, Munkin and Nakir have an access to you. Like a predator, if he finds a way to you, he's going to mash you up. Right? So again, note graciously, the Prophet told us these things. So all I mentioned today was now the believer's trial. I haven't even talked about the unbeliever. This is the believer. <laughs> right? So note the believer, how he's tested his final test. And graciously, what deeds are mentioned that we can focus upon in our short lives. Mm. Are there any questions? You know? سبحان الله بحمده سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك اشهد ان لا اله الا انت استغفرك واتوب اليك اعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم سبحان ربك رب العزه عما يصفون سلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم والاصر ان الانسان لفي خسر الذين امنوا وعملوا الصالحات وروا اسم الحق وروا اسم الصبر صدق الله العظيم